Welcome to Tea Time with Mary. I'm your host, Mary Jolkowski. I'm a former bikini fitness model turned self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hi, everyone. Welcome to your second and first official episode of Tea Time with Mary. Today, I want to talk about how to fall in love with yourself. Now, this episode, I was toying with the title because I couldn't decide between how to self-love and how to fall in love with yourself. And I went with how to fall in love with yourself because I feel like we really recognize uh, that verbiage, whereas how to self-love feels a little awkward. But let me explain to you why I really wanted to do this episode and why I want to start off the podcast with talking about self-love and how to actually have more of it. Um, When we think of self-love, we often think of self-love as a noun. And what I mean by that is it's a thing, right? It's a thing that we want more of. It's a thing that we don't have. It's a thing that we are lacking. It's a thing that we are working on. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. In reality, love is a verb. And adding self to the front of it still makes it a verb. It's basically what you do that inspires and deepens and develops the love that you have within yourself. So even though we often talk about self-love as this thing outside of us, it's actually something that is inside of us and it's actually something that we do, not something that we possess. So when talking about self-love, I really want to start off with this idea that I think so many people overlook in life. Now, we're going to get pretty abstract here and hang tight with me because this is going to apply to all areas of your life and will literally change your life. So most people think that they need to have things, right? They need to have certain things before they can before they can do the things that they want to do. So for example, I need to have money before I can travel, or I need to have the house of my dreams before I can do all my projects that I want to do, or I need to have a boyfriend before I can be in love. I need to have, have, have. I need to have a car. I need to have more money, more time, more energy, more resources, more and more of something that we are lacking. And everything that comes after the have is usually a thing. It's generally a materialistic thing. Sometimes it's something like a relationship, but it's still something that is outside of ourselves. In reality, okay, well, wait, let me backtrack. So we we say that we need to have the thing before we can do the things that we want to do. Before I can travel, I need to have money. Before I can um, go on dates, I need to have a boyfriend or have somebody to do that with. Uh, Before I can go to school, I need to have time. Before I can take care of myself, I need to have energy. And we think that first we need to have the things before we could do the actions. And then and this is the most interesting part. And then once we have the things and we do the actions, right? So once I have money and then I travel, then I'm going to be a free spirit. 
once I have a boyfriend, then I'm going to go on dates and get to know that person. And then I'm going to be in love. Okay, this is how most people think. Again, I'm just painting a picture as to how most of us think. And let me tell you why it's wrong. We have it all like just in a mess. It's just a mess. Nothing that you want in your life starts with materialistic things. Nothing that you want in your life starts with something outside of you. Nothing, nothing. Now I know you're going to say, but Mary, I really, really want to have a boyfriend. Um, And I'm going to tell you that no, you do not want a boyfriend. You want to be in love. You want the feelings that it feels, the feelings that it feels, you want the feelings that come with being in love. You want the feelings that come with loving and being loved. If you say you want to travel and you want to have the feelings, what you're actually saying is that you you want to experience the joy of being alive. You want to have the feelings that come with traveling, which is feeling like a free spirit, which is getting outside your comfort zone, which is getting to know other people, which is all these things that we think that we need to have materialistic things before we can do the things that we want to do. And then once we have and do, then we're going to be when in reality, this is the plot twist. First, we have to be. It always starts with the be. You first have to be a free spirit. And then you do the traveling and the money will come. Once you put that intention out there, the money will come. The opportunities will come. Money is not the only way to travel, you guys. There are so many other ways to travel, for example. But people get so hung up on what they don't have. The same thing with being in love. First, you have to write down all those feelings that you want to feel. What is it like being in love? Do you want to love and give with all your heart? Do you want to be loved, appreciated, the affection, the everything? Write all those feelings that down that come with what you imagine being in a relationship feels like. And then you can start with those be feelings. You can be like, okay, well, I want to feel all these feelings. I want to feel love. So what do I got to be? Well, I got to be love. I got to exude love from my heart. I got to talk to people and make them feel loved. I got to do things that love me. I got to love myself. And that's where it all starts because when you start with that be, that I need to be in love with myself before I can go out on dates, before I can have the boyfriend or the girlfriend or the partner, it first starts with you. And so I really want to flip this script of self-love, tying it all back together. When we talk about self-love, again, we talk about it like it's a thing that we don't have, that we need to have before we can do the things that we want to do. So then we can feel the feelings that it feels like to be, to have self-love, like confident and happy and um, joyous and comfortable in your skin. But in reality, it starts with being confident. Once you decide, like once you literally write down a powerful I am statement that says, I am confident. Once you decide that, guess what's going to start to happen? You're going to start doing the things that confident people do. You're going to start doing the things 
that you see the people that you admire and the people that you see as confident doing. So what do confident people do? Okay, they wake up in the morning and they probably have some sort of a self-care routine. Maybe they they shower, they eat breakfast, they do their hair, makeup maybe, they put on an outfit that they love. And then what do they do? They go out there, they probably talk with confidence. They're probably so present in conversations and it makes them seem like they are the most sure person in this world because of the way they show up to other people. A lot of it has to do with how we connect with others. So confident people really connect with others and really put their whole heart out into connecting with others. And then what happens once you decide that you are confident, that I am going to be, keyword, be confident, I am confident, then you're going to do the things that you see all the confident people doing. And guess what's going to happen? Then you're going to have confidence. Then you're going to be like, okay, I have confidence. And now because I have confidence, I also have happiness. And I also have a relationship that I'm happy with because I'm not afraid to speak up. And because I feel so sure of myself and in my skin that I don't let anybody that doesn't appreciate me into my life. And that's when you start having the things. You start asking for the raise. You start having more money because you feel so self-assured. But it starts with deciding that I am confident. And the second step is doing the things that you see confident people doing. Write that all out for yourself. What is that? What is it that you see confident people doing that you also admire about them? Because chances are you so have it in you, girl. Like you so, so, so have it in you. Because if you didn't, you would never see that in other people. You know how I often talk about other people projecting their own insecurities onto you? So generally, if somebody comments negatively about your body, um, then likely they're feeling really uncomfortable about their own body. Like, that is just a fact. And think about yourself. Like, I don't know about you, but when I was in diet culture, when I hated my body, when I wanted to change my body, when when I went to extremes to do so... I was so judgmental of other people, and I hate to admit that, but I have to because I got to be real here. I was so nasty. I would make fat jokes. I would disregard people as lazy and unmotivated. I would comment on what other people would eat. I was that person that you hate at Thanksgiving dinner. That was me. I admit it. And I feel so horrible, but I've come a long way. But just think about that, right? So when you when you see something in somebody else, whether it's a positive thing or a negative thing, generally, it's always a projection. It is mostly always a projection. So if you see something you don't like in somebody else, maybe it's time to take a look inside and see what is it about that person that is, or what is it about you that is triggered by this person, by something they did or something they wore, how they look like or whatever it may be. And the same thing goes for the positive things too. This is what a lot of people don't talk about is that the same projections go for the positive things. So if you look at your best friend and you're like, wow, you're so confident, you're so outgoing, you're so empowered, I just love that about you, chances are that that confidence, that empowerment, that outgoingness, that connection, that freedom, that love, that joy that you so admire in others is already within you because otherwise you wouldn't admire it in other people. 
How's that for a podcast? Damn, I wish I could drop this expensive ass mic because I'm so proud of that statement. The chances are that you have the things that you admire in other people. It's just deep within you and you just got to tap into it. So going back to the be, do, have scenario. If you want to have self-love, we get to flip this script and we get to start with the B. I want to be self-love. I want to be in love with myself. And then I get to do the things that a person who loves themselves does. And what are these things? And I'm going to, there's so many ways that you could show love to yourself, but I'm going to just list a few that come to my mind right away. Um, A big one is boundaries and taking a look at how you treat yourself and your sacred space and the people that you let into it. Do you let people stomp all over you and change your schedule around? And do you always cater to them? Do you pick up the phone when somebody calls, even when you're in the middle of doing something really, really important? Do you people please? Do you, what I'm trying to say here is, do you have boundaries with other people? Do you really protect yourself and your sacred space? What is your relationship with sex like? Um, This is going really personal and something that I've never shared online before, but when I was competing, in bikini fitness competitions, I had a really, really horrible relationship with my body. And with that, I had a really difficult relationship with sex and my sexuality. There were a few different aspects to it, but one of the things that I did was sleep around a lot with anything that walked. That was my way of trying to, um, well, one, get some sort of external validation for my body and also fill this void. I always say I was so hungry because I was restricting my food. I was so hungry that sex almost fed me in a really twisted kind of way. Um, So that was a big thing that I didn't, a big way that I didn't show love for myself. And you know, it's like that quote that says, nudity empowers some and modesty empowers others. It's not about whether or not you have sex. I'm so pro-sex. I'm so pro, you know, empowerment and do whatever it is that makes you feel good and pleasure. Like I literally promote vibrators on my Instagram page. Nothing about this is saying don't have sex or wait till you're married or in a relationship or don't have one night stands. It's not about that. It's about the mindset that you have behind going into it. So me, when I would go into a one night stand, it was literally just, I want this to be over as fast as possible. Let's just, let's just make them nut and we'll get on with our days and my void will be temporarily filled for the five minutes that we are, you know, having sex. And then after he leaves, I'm going to feel like absolute shit about myself. And that's going to give me another reason to hate myself and self-sabotage and tell myself what a fucking piece of shit I am. And that was literally how I would approach it. So that mindset is no bueno, no bueno. However, on the flip side, another way you could show love to yourself is by allowing somebody into your life. 
somebody that you know you feel safe with, somebody that you know respects you, somebody that even if you don't know them that well and it is a one-night stand and for you, like having sexual empowerment and to just have sex for the sake of sex and pleasure and an orgasm, but that's coming out of self-love and there's a totally different mindset around it, then do that. That's another way to show love to yourself. And sometimes if you're in a relationship, maybe you are a little nervous to get intimate with your partner, even if they've been your partner for a long time, because you don't want them to see your body. What would it look like if you took a risk and you opened your heart and you opened your body to them and you let them take care of you? What would it look like if self-love to you was letting other people love you and love up on you and caress you and show you affection? That's a big one. That is such a big one because so many times, even when I was in my loving relationship, actually the relationship that helped me recover, and I say that with so much, um, what's the word, conviction, This relationship literally helped me recover, but I was also too scared to let him see me naked. And it wasn't until I started taking little risks like that, like, you know, walking out naked and seeing what happens and for just a moment deciding that I'm not going to hate my body and I'm going to let him love me just as I am right now. That was so empowering to me. Other ways that you can show love is going outside spending some time in nature, meditating, self-care, taking time for yourself, like literally putting in your calendar that on this day from 12 to 6, I am doing nothing but shit that I want to do. And 12 to 6, I know, seems so intimidating, but start with 30 minutes. Start with 30 minutes before bed that instead of flipping through Netflix and just pissing your evening away. Sorry, I love a good fair share of Netflix, but you and I both know what it looks like when we go to Netflix just to like numb out the TV. We just sit in front of the TV just to numb out. Half the time, we're probably on our phones at the same time and our computer's next to us and we don't even have anything going on. We're just so hyper-stimulated by screens and by social media and by other people's lives. (laughs) Maybe self-love to you is committing to 30 minutes to yourself, just you with you, you with a novel, a romance novel that you've always wanted to read, you in the bathtub, you alone outside taking a walk, you drawing, you painting, you dancing, you singing, you doing something with you for you, for yourself, with yourself, and by yourself. And this was such a big one to me because It still is. I'll be totally honest with you. Where I'm at in my self-love journey right now is learning to feel comfortable alone and learning to feel good when I'm by myself and learning to not pick up the phone and call somebody just because I have a spare minute alone and learning to turn off the radio when I'm driving just to like hear my own thoughts. So many times we're so busy We go from one social media platform to another. We go from catering to one person to another. We go from work where we got to do responsibilities and jobs for other people. And then we come home where we got to take care of the kids and the partner and the house and the everything else. But we don't even have time to listen to our own thoughts and to be with ourselves. And this is such a big one for me because I consider myself very 
type A and productivity and go, go, go and serve the community and create and, and produce and do great things and save the world, which I so love about myself. And oftentimes our weaknesses actually come from our greatest strengths. So because I am like this, I also really, really struggle with the stepping back and taking time off and knowing when I need to rest and being alone. So that's where I'm at in my self-love journey. Maybe that resonates with you. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe for you, it's the total opposite. Maybe for you, you isolate. And instead of calling a friend when you're in need, you decide that you don't want to bother anybody and that you're just a burden. So you're just going to sit alone in your room and wallow in self-pity instead of reaching out for help. I've done that too. Oh my God, I've done this too. I feel like I've been on all sides of the spectrum, all of which have been really, really extreme. So trust me, girl, like there's nothing that (laughs) you can say or do or express to me that is surprising because nothing surprises me because I've done it all and I've been in every single, almost every single shitty situation. Like seriously, I'm quite young, but My life has been a roller coaster and I love it because now I get to sit here and talk to you about it. But going back to isolating, like maybe your self-care and your act of self-love, right? So because you decided you are going to be self-love, you're going to be in love with yourself. And one thing that you see people who love themselves do is ask for help and receive that help. Not just ask and be like, hey girl, if it's no bother and then ghost. Like ask for help and follow through and receive that help. Let other people help you. Let somebody else pay for your groceries. Let your partner do something around the house. Let him pick up the kids. Let your your best friend bring over dinner. Let her pick you up. Let her just listen to you vent. That's a big one. Let her listen to you vent. What I love, one of my bestest friends, Dolly, Dolly Darley, if you're listening to this, I just absolutely love you. One of my best friends, Dolly, I talk to her a lot and we obviously open up to each other a lot. But one of my little insecurities is that I talk too much because I get so passionate and I get so, you know, in my head and and I, I think as I talk. So this is why this podcast is so amazing for me because I plan nothing. But as I am speaking, I'm just thinking of new things. And that often happens with my friends. And so I always have to be very conscientious to know that, first of all, don't dump on somebody unless you've asked for their permission first. And to, you know, pause and take a break and let let there be a conversation, not just you talking. So I was going on another one of my spiels. I was talking to Dolly about something that was bothering me or something that was going on or some advice. And she 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 gave me some advice. And then I remember being like, yeah, but girl, how are you? Like, let's talk about you. And she goes, oh, no, no, no. We're not done. Like, what else? Tell me more. And holy shit, I appreciated that so much so much because that is literally all I needed in that moment was for somebody to give me permission to share my feelings, give me unconditional permission to feel and to talk and to just get get everything out there, get everything out on the table. Because so often, you know, we think that we talk to people and we think that we're good at asking for help and we think that we're good at receiving it, but we're actually really not because we cut ourselves off right at that good part. We cut ourselves off right as we're about to 
totally have this cathartic release of whatever it is going on, but we don't really give ourselves permission to go there. And it's really important to have friends and to have a community that really lets you go there and that gives you that space, even if it's an hour. Now, I know a lot of us, we feel guilty about this, right? But think if this was your best friend. When my friends come to me for advice, and I literally have friends who send me 10-minute voice messages. When I say 10-minute voice messages, I mean like, how does your thumb not get tired holding the voice message thing on an iPhone? But I love it. I feel so honored. First of all, I feel so honored that they came to me. And of course, I am so, so happy to help. And and I let them, I give them hours, two, three, whatever, like talk about you all you want. I am here to help because I know that you will do the same for me, that you would do it and that you probably have done the same for me. So there's no shame in going there with the people that you feel safe and supported and loved by. Go there. That's another act of self-love is give yourself permission to to feel and to talk and to receive love from other people because you deserve the love you so freely give to others. So those are a few things that come to mind when I think of how to fall in love with yourself. I'm going to say one more thing before I wrap it up. Another thing that really helped me fall in love with myself after you know, especially after quitting bikini competitions and going into eating disorder recovery and everything. It's kind of two things in one. But after I quit competing, about two months later, I moved to Canada. And I moved to Canada for a few different reasons. One, I moved for love. So I met somebody, he was Canadian. And after a couple months, I was like, screw it, I'm moving. I was in a tough place in my life. I really didn't want to be in Arizona. I felt like whenever I would go to the gym or just go to the store, I would run into people from the fitness world. And, you know, all the talk revolved around dieting and fitness. And I just just couldn't handle it anymore. So I kind of broke and I packed up all my stuff. And on a two weeks notice, I was up in Canada. (laughs) And it was the best thing that I ever did. Because life is a journey. It's wild. But we enjoy the ride. Two years later, I came back. But the point is that I left out of that old toxic environment where I knew I wouldn't be able to heal and grow. You know, I saw a quote that said, when a flower doesn't bloom, we don't yell at the flower we change its environment. We give it some more water, some more love, some more nourishment. We put it in sunlight, or maybe we put it in less light. And each flower, each plant, and there are millions of species of plants, they all have different needs. And a cactus isn't going to bloom in the rainforest, and a tropical rainforest tree isn't going to bloom in the desert. So you really have to know what works for you and get out of your old environment. And I know that a lot of people don't have the privilege to just move away and drop everything. But think about the places that you are visiting. Think about the people who you are talking to. Um, Think about what does your home environment look like? Does your place, the place that you live, the place that you sleep, does it look like what you want it to look like? Does it feel good energetically? Switching up your environment is such a huge thing for healing and for self-love. That's why part of the reason why I created my self-love retreats is because it is just so powerful when you can get out of your environment, do something for yourself, invest money to go on a big trip 
that is going to be literally a once in a lifetime experience to travel, to be somewhere to shake things up a little bit, you know, with new people, new environment, new opinions, and new love and support. That was such a big reason why I started Retreats by Mary is because I just know how powerful it is to literally get away for a week. Like just get away, leave everything and go. But I know a lot of people don't have the privilege to do this. So other things that you can do is just spending more time outside. And I remember when I lived in Canada, it's not like I was able to run away from my problems. Like, please don't think that that is what happened. I didn't just move to Canada and suddenly heal just because it's really pretty there. It is really pretty there. But I noticed that, you know, I still had my struggles and I still had the eating disorder inside of me. So it didn't fix everything. But one thing that really helps, and this might be some unpopular opinion, um, because I actually don't know how this works, you know, if I was a, or not if I was a therapist, but I don't, I actually don't know what a therapist would recommend or how they would feel about this advice. But one thing that really helped me personally is to really like romanticize this part of my life. And I don't mean like, you know, get out of touch with reality. I think that, you know, there's a beauty in being real with yourself and being in your feelings and everything. But for me, what romanticizing this part of my life, part of my struggle looked like was knowing, for example, that sometime in the future, I don't know when it's going to be, but sometime in the future, I'm going to write about this moment. I would literally like go outside and I would run in the rain and cry just because I needed that sort of movie cinematic vibe for my own healing because I felt like it just, it empowered me in some way. It just, it just really empowered me to keep going because guess what? The hero's journey, which is in every single movie, which is why we love the protagonist, the main character, is that they usually come out on top right? There's usually something to be learned. There's some journey, some lesson, some way that it unfolds that makes everything make sense. So that's what I mean by romanticizing your life is to just picture yourself as in like you're a character in your favorite book or your favorite movie. Of course, they have a struggle. Of course, they're battling their demons. Of course, they're trying to run away from them. But at the same time, that is what makes them them. And that is what makes us love the main character. So doing using this kind of mindset technique, and a lot of the times this actually really helps with self-care. Like one thing that I really pictured in my head when I thought of self-love was cooking meals for myself, taking myself out to dinner. Like how romantic does that sound? How fucking romantic does that sound? But our logical selves usually don't do that. We usually opt for something that's fast, something that's comfortable, something that is, you know, not outside of our comfort zone like that. But what if you could romanticize, you know, your self-love journey, your healing journey, your recovery journey, romanticize it just a little bit, just enough so that you actually do, back to the do, so that you actually do those things that you see on the cute Pinterest quotes. Just, just do it, you know, have fun with it. Make it romantic. Make it a romance with yourself. 
I am going to wrap up the episode here because I feel like I've said all that I wanted to say about how to fall in love with yourself. But of course, I am going to turn off this micro microwave microphone. I'm going to turn off this microphone and I'm going to think of all the things that I should have said, which is why this is an ongoing weekly podcast where I come out with a new episode every single week to help you fall in love with yourself a little bit more. So thank you so much for being here. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on iTunes, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on all the podcast apps or whichever one you use. It really helps us. It really helps keep me going because it tells me that you like the podcast and I should do more things like this. And it also helps the rankings so that other people can find this show. So again, thank you so much for being here for me and most importantly for you. And I will see you next time. Love you. This episode is sponsored by Retreats by Mary, which are my very own self-love retreats for women. These retreats, we have actually two coming up at the time of this recording. The first one is in Zanzibar, which is March 18th through 24th. That is a seven-day self-love retreat in the magical island of Zanzibar, which, yes, is in Africa. It's a semi-autonomous region off the coast of Tanzania, which is so exotic and cool, and I can't believe it's happening, but there are a couple spots left. So if you want to join us, go to my website and go to self-love retreats. You'll see it right there. And after, we have a retreat coming up in July, July 19th through 23rd, will be our Costa Rica self-love retreat. And both of these retreats are focused around healing body image, building confidence, and loving yourself unconditionally. So I have workshops every single day with you where I will teach you to do exactly that. We go on various excursions depending on which location you're coming to, but If you're coming to Zanzibar, we're going to be paddleboarding and swimming with dolphins and exploring the town and running on the beach and photo shoots and laughter and crying and connecting and dancing and singing and so many things that just connect you to yourself and your body while connecting you with other women that are on the same self-love journey. It truly is a magical experience. I don't even have words to describe it. You just got to be there. So if you're interested in a self-love retreat, like I said, just go to maryscupoftea.com and you will see a self-love retreats tab. Click on that. You can scroll on that page and find a self-love retreat that is calling your name.